Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of 15 Minute You. I'm Evan Wazork. That's my brother, Matt. What up, Doe? We are here to bring you everything you need to know about college football in hopefully 15 minutes. You can crank it out during your morning commute. And Matt, we're starting our preview of the upcoming season. How exciting is this? So starkly. Very starkly. Okay, uh, about three people get that joke. <laughs> That's 25% of our listenership. So don't True. Fair point. Fair point. Don't want to knock on that. Uh, we mentioned last season that we were going to start covering all things Great Lakes football to now mm-hmm. include mm-hmm. the Mac. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we're doing it. You excited? Very. As I always am, it's my happy face. It's my uh-huh. excited face. You're, you're uh, let's talk about the format for today. Today's format it. is called Tell Me Why Not. So how this is going to go is Evan and I have each picked out six statements about the upcoming college football season. One of us will deliver the statement. The other's job is to tell me why not, at which point the asker of tell me why not will get an opportunity to defend themselves. Let's do it. Let's start. All right. Who's up first? Uh, I will deliver my first statement. How about that? And we go every other. Okay. That sounds lovely. Sounds lovely. Matthew, in honor of our first episode covering the MAC, my statement, the MAC championship game will be a repeat of October 13th's matchup featuring the Northern Illinois Huskies going on the road to Athens, Ohio to face the Ohio University Bobcats. This game will be repeated in the championship game. I believe it will be repeated in the championship game because OU and NIU are clearly – I put a question mark in my notes next to that. I might might take some debate on this point, but I think you can make a strong argument. They're clearly the best teams in the MAC. They're obviously in separate divisions. Both teams are returning starting quarterbacks, which always helps in college football. Both teams are also returning a lot of experience on the offense. Now, both defenses are not returning a ton, so we might see some defensive struggles. But I, good offensive play never hurts. Um, and you also don't – Matt Campbell has left Toledo. So in the Western Division, Northern Illinois doesn't have – I mean, Toledo will probably still be good, but uh, how will they do without Matt Campbell remains to be seen. I think the Eastern Division that the Bobcats are in – is definitely the weakest division. So of those two, I think OU is the favorite to get to the uh, championship game. But yeah, weak conference overall, returning offensive talent, and no Matt Campbell at Toledo. That is why the game will be a rematch of October 13th's matchup. Matthew, tell me why not. So I agree. I could see OU making it to the MAC championship game. The team I can't see returning is Northern Illinois. And I don't think they return because I think Central Michigan comes out of the Interesting. So one I take. That is a take. I like like Central Michigan's schedule a lot. Um, Uh Now, they also match up a month before against Northern Mm -hmm. Illinois. Mm -hmm. But it's an early September game. So... I don't know. First conference game, if you are going to have an opportunity to catch a team off guard, you know, it's going to be earlier in the season. 
you know, as we get down, you know, you know how I feel about road teams in October, but yeah. as you get down further along, like on this October 13th date, teams find their identity and, uh, it, it's not as easy to pull off an upset. Uh, so number one, Northern Illinois plays at Central Michigan. Okay. Um, secondly, where does Central Michigan go on the road? They go on the road to Ball State. They go on the road to Kansas. They go on the road to Maine. They go on the road to Buffalo. They go on the road to Western. Which of those games do they lose? Mm, I don't know. Maybe none. I. That's my thought. I mean, yeah. So, so my thought is none. And then they're going to close. I mean, they have a cakewalk to close out the season. You, They, they are do. closing out with... Ball State, Western, Akron, Eastern. And Bowling Green. So they get Central early. So they get Northern Illinois early. Um, I I don't know. I think that Central beats them there, and then they run the table in the West. I think, also to your point, if you look at Northern Illinois' non-conference schedule, it's Iowa, Utah, BYU. Now, I know that doesn't affect conference games, but those are some, you know, good schools right there. Um, and that, that could weigh, wear down your team, you know, get injuries, struggles, kind of everything compounds, frustrations compound. Evan, if we're considering that, Ohio plays Nebraska and Northwestern at a conference. Yeah, no, absolutely. Could There could be some injuries playing those big boys, <laughs> which could so affect you- things in the conference. But I still, I'm still <laughs> going with the rematch, uh, you know. The most offense, most talent returning, I believe, is on Northern Illinois and Ohio. No doubt the most offensive talent returning. You know, I think you can win with a shaky defense in the MAC. Interesting. All right. Let's stay in the MAC. Let's do it. Ohio is the strongest MAC state. Tell me why not. It Now, one, I want to preface this. If this was two, three years ago, we'd be having the same question with Michigan. Um no, but, but Michigan, I right. Now, I know, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just stating Michigan currently. I, I, I would take that to you historically, actually. But go ahead. Yeah. Um. So right now, Ohio is not the best Mac state because while it does have talented teams in the Bobcats and the Toledo Rockets, uh, everyone else is garbage. Uh, Akron's garbage. Bowling Green is garbage, and Kent State is garbage. So how can you be the best but also just have garbage teams? So no, it is not. It, and I will say the best state is Northern Illinois, because they have one and only one team, and it's a very good team for max standards. That's fair. I mean, we'll see what happens September 13th when uh, we get the Chippewas um, and NIU going head-to-head. Uh, I, I, I respect that. I think it's top-heavy, but it's, it's better than any other. Uh, we look at Indiana only has Ball State. New York only has Buffalo. The Michigan directionals go in a lot of ways. Um I don't know. We got to see what what happens with um, Eastern and exactly how bad they are this year, because that would also throw Michigan out of that mm-hmm. argument. Using your theory, ten second take. You're taking Central over Western this year to be the best directional in in the state of Michigan. Correct. Okay. Moving on. Are you next? Are you not on the fence? I would love to see it, you know. Or on uh, wax, he can't, he can't make a commitment. Exactly, exactly. You know, we got some family ties <laughs> to, to uh, Central, so I would. Love right, to and see so it. no, notice who I'm rolling. Fire up chips. 
Some Fire more, up chips. chips. Uh, it got into my head, sure. <laughs> Think it'd be easy. I think I'm a little surprised at your confidence in uh, Central. But moving on, because we're a 15-minute podcast. Uh, Wisconsin will yep. be the Big Ten West representative at the Big Ten Championship game in 2018. Matthew, tell me why not. Here's why they won't be. You remember what happens when teams play at Iowa? I do. I think you and I have a a little nickname for Kinnick Stadium that I'm surprised hasn't swept the nation. It's like the house from It. So it's a very more. scary place to go. Teams very go scary. in, they don't always come out alive. Do you know who plays at Iowa this year? I'm going to bet it's the Wisconsin Badgers. Oh, it is the Wisconsin Badgers. I know that because it's a Big Ten podcast. Um, yes. So Wisconsin plays at Iowa. I believe that same uh, October 13th weekend. Is that correct? No, it's not. They play September 22nd at Iowa. So I, now – if they're going to get tripped up in an away game, I, I think it's that they, game. I love the could, way that I mean, Iowa it's probably going to be at night, you know, at Kinnick. Uh, t- TBD on. right now. we got to see, uh, you know, both teams. But I'm betting. I'm betting. Both teams start out. Um, now, that said, I don't know. I, got, I can't make this argument. I'll let you. I'll, here's a layup for you. Um, Wisconsin does not play Ohio State. Very true. Wisconsin does not play Ohio State. So I just think they get tripped up. Okay, folks, this was originally going to be one of Matt's statements, and then we shuffled them around, now it's one of mine. Let me tell you why. So not only do I think there's a very good (laughs) chance that the Hawkeyes take it to them in Kinnick Stadium, they just rip them alive like Pennywise the Clown. Um, So you get that one loss, and then I was scheduled... After that, I mean, so after that, the toughest game Iowa has is at Penn State. But luckily, Penn That's State... That's a big, tough game. Yeah, but Penn State's in the East. So, theoretically, okay, okay, you can okay. lose that game and still get it. Um, but after Wisconsin, I mean, I believe Iowa will beat Minnesota. Then they play right. Indiana, Purdue. Like, I don't think North Northwestern is also always a like team, like, you know, you can't sleep on them because uh, they'll play tough, but... The rest of the West isn't very good. So if you can defeat Wisconsin, it's right for the taking. And luckily, they don't play Ohio State. They don't play Michigan. And Penn State, who they do play, again, I mean, they're in the East, so you can theoretically lose this game and still make it. So I would actually, I would watch out for that Purdue game if I am Iowa at Purdue. I like Jeff Brom. I like what they did last year. Played a lot of good teams, mm-hmm. tough. Mm-hmm. Played Louisville tough. Actually played Michigan tough for about three quarters. Agreed. Um, uh, that that's a, that's a difficult game. Obviously, not as difficult as Penn State, but you're looking at those two back to back. So either they lose or, in a miracle, survive Penn State. Then you have to play at I at Purdue the next week. It's tough. Nate Stanley, man, he's coming back. You know, I like returning starters, especially at the quarterback. I'm just Who saying. I got a feeling. Hawkeyes. Jesus. So, tell me why not. Big Ten. Michigan will play in Indy this year. Tell me why not. They're not going to, man. Like, 
So I was thinking wow. about this. Quick aside. Quick That's aside. on wax. That's about, on wax. You're on wax. I was thinking about this on my run. Because yeah. anyone who listens to this podcast knows you're the Michigan optimist. I'm the Michigan skeptic. But when we're talking Browns, we're the complete reverse. I'm always like, dude, we can do it this year. And you're like, yeah, they suck. Fucking, They're going to lose every insane. game. Like, why do you insane. do yourself to this every single week? Yep. Yeah, um, this is all true. Facts. I think it's because I put all my optimism in the Browns. I just don't have any left for Michigan. Anyways, uh, Michigan, we got a brutal schedule this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. We, then the next week, we are hosting, but then the next week, we play Penn State and we finish yeah. at Ohio State. Um, not great. Dude, the last five games, that, that's. Big Ten murderers row: mm-hmm. Wisconsin, at oh, right. Michigan State, I lift that one out. Penn State, mm-hmm. you get two we get sleepovers. Two, we get a two and then at Rutgers. I don't think Indiana is going to be bad this year. I don't think they're going to be bad. I don't think they're going to be good per se. I don't think they're going to be bad. You can't lose. You're not going to lose to Indiana at home though. Not going to do it. Um, not going to do it. And then sure, we got Shea Patterson coming in, but this is his first year under Harbaugh. You know, it's going to be tough to learn the playbook that quickly. Um, they'll have to kind of have uh, some controls on him, unlike if they had like Wilton Speed or something in his third year in the offense. Uh, the sa- our saving grace is the defense, but our saving grace has been the defense for the last three years. And quite frankly, you can't win without – you need at least mediocre quarterback play. And I just haven't seen anything that's super inspiring. I've watched all Shea Patterson highlights reels. Is he going to beat the Buckeyes? I don't know. I don't know, man. So, but you're a big returning quarterback guy. Who doesn't have a returning quarterback in the East this year? Ohio State. Ohio State. That is true. Um, you know who does have a recurring quarterback? Michigan State. Yeah. Trying to work you back. Yeah. On that note, let me take a quick another quick good. aside. Yeah. On this Ohio State quarterback note. Every year I buy Lindy's College football preview magazine. Sure. Free shout out advertising for them if they want to sponsor the pod, you know, holler at us. Um, They rank uh, like units, right? Best, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top quarterbacks. Their top quarterbacks rankings is a lot of uh, Big Ten, starting with number six. At number six, we have Trace McSorley. Number 10, Shea Patterson. I still think that's overrated. Number 14, Brian Lewerke. Uh, Number 16, Clayton Thorson of Northwestern. But Matt, at number 20, Lindy's Sports, used by Vegas for betting purposes, ranks Ohio State TBA. They think TBA. Oh, I, I would Ohio agree with State that. Is, I agree 100% with that. You disagree? I don't necessarily you disagree. disagree. I just think that's a real gutsy call to put. We don't know who it's going to be, but we know they're going to be 20 in the nation. Are you forgetting the 2016 season where they went through three quarterbacks and then won the Natty? Yeah, I mean, this is another reason why I don't think Michigan's going to go to Indy. Somebody's got to go to Indy. Um, Very here's true. Why, here's why Michigan will. In all of the games that, that cost them the Indy trip last year, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Ohio State, they were in all of those games. Agreed. They were leading to start the Wisconsin game and the Ohio State game, dictating tempo. The one thing that has been lacking in the Jim Harbaugh era at Michigan is quarterback play. So you're right. There is a enormous question mark next to Shea Patterson. And are we sure that he is good or not? I don't know. 
I will tell you, though, it is going to be hard for him to be worse than they were before. True. So, so if you're just equal, that means you're winning Wisconsin, you're winning Ohio State, the defense has been the saving grace. So I'm going to bank on that. Now, that's a rough, rough schedule. But if you're able to come up with wins at Wisconsin, Michigan State, Penn State, three weeks in a row, how are you not the most confident team? They actually have a bye week in between there. So it's October 13th, October 20th, bye week, Penn State at home. That You can do that. It's tough. You can do it, though. How are you not the most confident team in the country if you do that three-game stretch? I just don't see it, man. I just gonna don't. S- like, going to smoke records. Smoke Indiana. Dude, and it- Wisconsin's going to have a sick defense again. Law of averages. At some point, Michigan <laughs> has to beat Michigan State and Ohio State. just got to happen. True. Law of averages. You can drop that Wisconsin game in that murder's row of games. That's the one game they can drop because Wisconsin's in the West. Because it's a West game. Right. But you're at home, so you shouldn't. No, absolutely not. Moving on. Matthew. Clemson and Alabama will be undefeated going into the college football playoff. Tell me why not. <sighs> Law of averages. <laughs> Uh, so I think Clemson is not because they lose to Florida State. Interesting. Alabama is undefeated. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 if I'm forced to take this at a package deal, I would yeah. say no because Clemson loses. Um, now I just want for the folks at home to you know every t- single time I've bet against Clemson they've won. So right now I'd put some money down on Clemson going undefeated. But on wax I'm going to take that they um, they do not. Here is the nightmare scenario for Clemson. As every team does, comes out sluggish first couple games. Kelly Bryant looks up and down. You know what the problem for Kelly Bryant is? Got a great backup quarterback. Great backup. We had a great spring game. So what's going to happen is all the Looney Tunes out there are going to start saying, you know what? I think we need a new quarterback. I think we got to put in the backup. Then there's a quarterback controversy in Clemson. Then they're not focused on the games. Then you have to play Florida State. Willie Taggart. So I don't think they're undefeated. I think Bama still rolls. I, I can't. Who in the SEC beats Bama? Nobody. Auburn? Nope. 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 So, I I, I can't pick against Bama until, like, you gotta, like, you have to beat them and prove that you're better to, for me to, like, take your side. Fair. I mean, so here's why I think it it could happen, or it will happen. Uh, Both schedules are not bad for this scenario. Sure. Uh, Clemson does not play Miami in the regular season, and they do not play Virginia Tech in the regular season. Good start right there. The next two best teams in the ACC behind them. Granted, they could play them uh, in the 
ACC championship game, but at least they don't have to theoretically play them twice. Um, looking at their schedule, I put some question marks against games that might be a little sticky. Uh, Florida State, as you said, I think is the most obvious choice. Uh, yeah. They're also playing at Georgia Tech. Now, they'll go into that game favorites. They, they will, in all likelihood, win. But, you know, with that offense they run down there in Georgia Tech, you never know. It, a weird things could happen. Uh, and then maybe at Texas A&M, although I also think that's a very winnable game, um, just on the road. I don't know. You know, Kyle yeah. Stadium is probably pretty loud. But uh, my point being, those are the three games that I um, um, I put question marks next to, and I think that they're all favorable matchups, and Clemson should win. So I think they will be undefeated. However, Matt, when analyzing Clemson, you can never rule out the possibility that Clemson goes out there and just Clemson's it's up and just drops a game <laughs> Wait, that they I, shouldn't drop. You don't think Clemson are, is past the point of Clemsoning? Are you kidding me? The last two years in a row, they've dropped just two boneheaded games. Pitt last year. Two years in a row, they've also made the college True. football. Well, that's playoffs, not the so. premise of our statement. We're saying undefeated. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if they were to lose, and just in a Clemson manner, let me tell you, November 10th at Boston College, put your upset alert on. That's my prediction. Boston College. Oh, my that's goodness. That's my prediction for the the potential that might be worse Clemson than, That might be worse than my pick of Maryland over Ohio State. I'm not saying it will happen, Matthew. I'm just saying if they were to Clemson it up, that would be the game that they're going to Clemson yeah. it up again. Now, looking at Alabama, yeah, they don't play Georgia in the regular season. They don't play Mississippi State in the regular season. This is not to say they couldn't play either team in the SEC championship game, um, but they don't in the regular season. Uh, they're playing at LSU. I don't. I mean, I, they should win that game. I imagine playing Death Valley isn't easy. Uh, and then, yeah. obviously, November twenty fourth, they have the Iron Bowl, but they're hosting the Iron Bowl. Um, I like uh, Bama in that game. Excuse me. Ergo, like, I mean, like you're saying, it's it's hard to pick against Alabama until someone proves that they're worth picking. Um, and I don't really see anything on their schedule. I mean, their non conference game. Um, are against Louisville, who they will most likely handle easily. Um, Arkansas State, they're going to easily handle them. And then the Citadel. So I, I'm looking at their schedule. There's nothing to make me think Alabama's going to lose a game. Yeah. That, that's same page. Same page. Good job there. Last national landscape question. Let's do it. Khalil Tate has a better chance of winning the Heisman. Than Bryce Love. Yeah, this is one I didn't want to argue against because I <laughs> like that's just like obvious, dog. Like but not to one, the odds makers right one, now. Right now we're Bryce looking at Bryce Love, Love is a seven running back from the Pac-10. Do you know who doesn't really like running backs from the Pac-10? Modern Heisman voters, other than Reggie Bush in 2005, which that one's vacated, so technically yeah. it's not a Heisman. Uh, the that's last, BS. The last. Uh, Pac-10 running back to win was Marcus Allen in 1981. So, and it's, I mean, it's just turned into a glorified quarterback competition, which Khalil Tate is a quarterback. Now, I agree, though. An issue for Khalil Tate, too, is that they're both actually Pac-12 guys. True. Um, So, we know that viewership's not great if you live in the East Coast or Midwest for the voters. Right. Just the 
time zone thing doesn't work out too well. What is working in Khalil Tate's favor is, I think, the addition of Kevin Sumlin. Obviously, there's going to be growing pains with switching over coaching staffs, but Kevin Sumlin is like a a fun and gun kind of guy. I mean, don't forget that he walked Johnny Manziel to a Heisman Trophy winning season. Khalil Tate is a, is a size-wise more ready quarterback to endure a season um, and better numbers the year leading into what could be a potential Heisman run than Manziel. Let me tell you, though, and also what Khalil Tate I think has going for him is their schedule I think is easier. And it, I think it's always easy to win to win the Heisman when you're on a winning team. You know what I mean? Sure. Undefeated sure. team, you have a much better chance of winning the Heisman than like a eight and five team. So while we're talking about this, two guys I actually really like to go against your the Heisman Trophy winner in 2018 will be a quarterback. Tell me why not? Here's why not. I just made that one up. Um, Jonathan Taylor and J.K. Dobbins. Tailback. Mm-hmm. So, I like I like a Wisconsin running back. Mm-hmm. I do, and and I like the way you know in the Paul Chris offense the way that he was used last year. Uh, you know, over two thousand yards rushing. I could really see you know he's in a good Heisman wise good time zone. Wisconsin's always going to be on in prime time. Um, I there you know. What if he goes to, to Kinnick and breaks the curse and has a breakout game there? Wisconsin, in a lot of ways, can run the table, um, especially you know because they can make the championship game coming from the West a lot easier than Dobbins can. Where you know in your thing where you're correct and that like you have to be on a winning team, right? Yeah. So one issue Dobbins has is that you have, in my opinion, uh, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State all fighting for this East spot. Whereas if Wisconsin, they could even drop that game on the road. Iowa could lose two other games at some, other, at some time, right, and and lose the West. But is definitely in the driver's seat to be in the Big Ten title game. Ohio State has to do a lot more work to get there. And Ohio State in the past, you know, we see with Ezekiel Elliott, um, has used running backs in, in a high-profile way that could lead to a Heisman campaign. I, I do just have, like, flashbacks to the Michigan State game where for some unexplicable reason they go away from Elliott, drop the you know Michigan yeah. State game and kind of devastates his campaign that year. So maybe they learn from it and they do they do feed him and he is the uh the beast that he looks like. But in the non quarterback realm, I like those guys a lot. I like Bryce Love too. I think um you know there there are few better offenses than uh, you know the vanilla Stanford pro formation hand it off hand it off hand it off um, for love to be in and, and get the touches he needs. Agree, agree, agree. All right, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. It's been a fabulous episode of Fifteen Minute You. We are so excited to be back. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcast. Google Play, wherever else you get your fine podcast. Remember to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you get a chance, Evan and I would sincerely appreciate if you gave us a rating 
while you're at it. It helps us stay up on the college football podcast charts. And, uh, you know, if you don't mind, tell a friend. Tell a friend to tune in. We'd love to hear what your friends have to say. You can find us on Twitter and at Gmail. Uh, tweet at us, write at us. Uh, we'd be happy to get your, your thoughts and ideas uh, out on the show. So here's to a great 2018. Thank you so much, folks. No matter what you do, though, don't pick them like my brother. And don't pick them like my brother. Did why is your microphone slowing down? Not good. I thought that went well. I don't know. I don't know. I don't see any movement on any of those.